0: (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Lead Her podcast. We have another one of our amazing Lead Her members, Sarah who is here to share her experiences um, with us today. So Sarah actually started with us in 2001, I think, and we have done incredibly well, but we'll cover more of that later on our, our episode today. But outside of that, you're someone who has inspired me and Jo because you are Joe's auntie, but yourself and Chris have been people that we have looked up to because you're very driven, you're both very motivated, like you both work so, so hard and we've always been really inspired by you both. So um, it was that part of me was like, in a selfish way, wanted to get you on for that as well so that we can investigate where all that drive comes from. But also we both know within Lead Her, we have members at all different stages of life. We've got some members without kids, some members with kids, And some members whose kids have moved on and left the nest and then they're trying to find themselves again and find their new path moving forward. So I know that you're at that stage where the boys have moved on and they're all grown up and we maybe have some good advice and things that we maybe can share with the people that are maybe still got the kids and they're still trying to drive their business or people like myself who don't have them yet. So I felt that you would have so much um, to give us all today. So I just want to thank you so much for being here and for being brave enough to come onto the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And what would, um, for you to say, like, if we can give everybody a wee bit of a background now, like, what would we say you did within your job and your profession? Yeah,
1: well, I um, I went to university back in the 80s. Um, and I did a scientific degree. I did two scientific degrees actually, I did a master's as well. Um, because originally I wanted to be a doctor, um, and um, I couldn't. I didn't quite get my grade, so I didn't become a doctor. And then when I finished my first degree, I didn't know what to do, and so I stayed on and did a master's as well because that was that was easy. Um, But then I went into drug development. So I worked in a a drug development environment um, to start with as a scientist for about 10 years, and then moved into management and then eventually more into sort of customer facing sales, account management. um, So all those sorts of things, and uh, worked in that for 32 years. And then got to a point where I was like, I don't know, I don't want to do this anymore. So I was lucky enough to be able to. retired last year so I've been retired for just over a year now and yeah like you say a bit different stage of my life to many of the people that are on the lead her so um yeah it's been an interesting career I've traveled a lot I've uh, worked with lots of different people um and it's been it was great and um but yeah nice to be doing something a bit different now
0: yeah and there's probably loads of stuff we can cover later with this new stage of life that you're kind of at so if we reverse and we go back to the 80s did you know that you always wanted to be a doctor or was that more family influence or were you like, no, this is what I want to do? No, I was,
1: I mean, I was always wanted to go to university. That was, I was always, um, I don't know, I can't remember where it came from, but it was always like, you're going to go to university. And um, I really enjoyed science and maths and I was good at them. Um, and so I didn't know whether I wanted to be an engineer. Um, my dad was a, or it, yeah, it was a civil engineer. He's still around, but he's not engineering anymore. And, <laughs> um, and I didn't know whether I wanted to go into engineering. Um, I went to an all-girls school um, and we were really encouraged to um, think about what we wanted to be. It didn't, you know, there didn't put any barriers on us. And they were very encouraging in terms of trying to get into sort of more STEM subjects, which was, I guess, a little unusual. We were talking about the early eighties, um, but it was the emergence of, you know, girls can do what they want and they can have everything. And that was very much the way I was brought up. I could do whatever I wanted. I could do it all. Um, and I just started to enjoy biology more um, and chemistry and just thought, yeah, that's where I wanted to go um, was to be a was to be a doctor. Um, so I chose my A levels to do, to do that, and I applied to university to do uh, medicine. And I actually got places to do medicine. I had a place at Birmingham or at um, Southampton University to do medicine, but I didn't get my grades for my A-levels. Um, it was a bit of a strange time. Uh, my mum and dad were getting divorced. Um, and I was lucky enough to get a call from Birmingham, which had been my first choice to say, we can't take you to your medicine, but do you want to come and do biology instead? And I thought, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Um, and so I went off to Birmingham and studied biology for three years. Um, I specialised in microbiology and genetics. Um, so I've always been interested in that sort of, um, yeah, how the body works and how you combat diseases and all those sorts of things um, and then as I said at the end of my degree I was a bit like I don't, I don't know what to do with this I was going to be a doctor I was going to come out of university after five years and you know you go into the NHS and and now what do I do I applied for a couple of jobs um, but and then somebody said oh we've got some master's qualifications um, you fancy that and I said oh yeah that sounds like an interesting thing to do so I I stayed on at university for another year and did a, a master's in toxicology and that I think really helped me realize I didn't want to stay in academia and I didn't want to be in a lab it was, it was it was a really good decision maker from that perspective I wanted to be in science but I didn't want to be in a lab um and so I got a job um working for a company where I was a I guess sort of a a lead scientist um so working with people who did a lot of the work but we worked with um all sorts of people across the work we were doing so we'd be working with customers we'd be working with um laboratory technicians all sorts of people pulling it all together and i really loved that i loved dealing with people and a bit of science but actually realized that i I like dealing with people i like 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 talking i like organizing
0: yeah that all that stuff and uh yes that's where i ended up um doing that yeah amazing and you know what the the biggest bit that just sticks out there with me is the all girls school especially back then like to be driving you guys into girls can do anything I think that's amazing and and that probably has been a real influence into going into that further education and and doing the amazing things that you did do because it probably didn't happen in many all girls school back then no and I think I know I've got a lot of friends who I went to a a uh, at sixth form you
1: had to go to a technical college so I then went into an environment where, which you know was mixed co-ed whatever however you want to term it yeah. and I actually went from from my maths A level class I was the only woman only girl in there so I was in a class of 30 which was 29 boys and me so it was quite a switch um, but I did you know talk to some of the girls and, and I think some of them did find it very difficult being in a, in a mixed environment when they were younger um, and there was still quite a lot of you know girls did home economics um, and you know, those sorts of subjects, whereas we didn't have that. It was a small school that I went to and it meant there wasn't a lot of choice. So, but I was lucky I was academically, you know, fairly good. I think if you'd not been academic, it, there was very little choice to do anything else, but in the environment I was in, it was, it was great for me. You know, it, 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 you could do whatever you want. These are the subjects you can do. Um, and you know, no boys to distract you while you're trying to learn physics. Is, uh, is
0: probably I think that thing. helps a lot. <laughs> yeah Yeah, no that's I I would not know that and then for you when you got into this first new kind of position and you were out working and you were doing your sales um and you were really kind of enjoying that aspect of your kind of career did you feel like you just wanted to keep getting better was there areas where you were looking to kind of step things up or were you just kind of going with the flow at this moment when you were starting and just enjoying it I mean, when I first started, there was a real
1: definite career progression. So I could see what I needed to do for the next, um, you know, probably eight to ten years in the organization I was in to, to sort of just work my way up, um, not into management, but just into in, in different positions in, in in the department. And, you know, I knew I wanted to have a family. Um, I was I met Chris, my husband, when we were at university. So we've been together since we were 19. We got married um, when we were 25 and you know I, and he started a business not long after that uh, about three years after that and we knew we wanted to have a family so for me it was a it was a interesting career um that I worked hard at you know we used to work long hours but it also I could see that they, I could keep this career going if I wanted to have children and you know it was it was something I would have to do full time but it was something we probably could manage um and I think that for me was really important and that I've you know so i've managed people for a number of years and one of the things i say to women actually is when i had the children i think the biggest thing i i, I did for myself was i said i can do this job and right now i don't have to worry about trying to you know get to the next level or um, develop myself further i can do this job it's you know an interesting job and You know, doing something a bit more can come once I've got past the really baby stage when I've got these two little ones who are really dependent on me. And so I sort of gave myself the break and gave myself permission to, for you know, a period of time, just do a job I knew how to do. I'd done it for, by that stage, probably five or six years. Um, So I knew what I was doing. And I went to working, you know, half eight to five. I didn't come in very early. I didn't stay very late because I knew I couldn't. I had to go and, you know, do, do nursery runs and feed my children and all that sort of thing and I think that does does really make a difference to just say okay for, for a short while I'll do something I know I can do and I won't push myself any more than that that just keeps us ticking over um and then yeah when the children got a bit older then I I did you know think actually maybe I can go on to something else um and um I think that that you know, I look at people now and I think that, that's really tough. You know, you you do trying to raise children and have a career. It's really tough. You have you have to give somewhere. Um, and for me, that was the right thing just to say, do what you can do for now and then come back to it a bit later.
0: Yeah, amazing. And that's like one big thing that we know within our group and lead her. Some of the members are struggling with that right now as well. Yeah. Um, so I do want to dive into that a little bit deeper. But see, before you had the family, was there any kind of fear because like, again, maybe like because you were the only girl in the maths class and then you were building into this career that there maybe wasn't as many women within that career for that long back then. that was it a little bit of fear, like, OK, if I do have a kid, are people going to think that I'm not going to be good at my job anymore? Was there any kind of worries or concerns or was work really kind of understanding? Because I've worked in, I guess, what you term the life science sector i would say that's been
1: quite female heavy i mean when i first started there weren't many people there weren't many females in leadership positions but in terms of the work you know sort of the level i was at it was it was 50 50 mm-hmm. um but you know we, we, my friend and i were laughing the other day our boss at the time he apparently had a list of the women who were going to have babies or he thought we're going to have babies you know and he had this list which you know nowadays you are like you know, that wouldn't be allowed but you know <laughs> he was already he was already looking and going oh well do I want to promote her do I want to do anything with her because she might be ha- you know going off to have children so I think it I don't know that it was a concern um I think actually I think I was lucky I was in a cohort of women who were all very much of this isn't going to stop us and and if they do try and stop us or it does try and impact us we'll actually all stand up and 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 you know say something for each other yeah. But I can see, and I and I do know friends who worked in different industries where it was different. I think the life sciences um, industry is is you know, and you look now, you know, you've got Emma Walmsley who's the CEO of GSK. Um, you know, you've got these women who are in quite senior positions in life sciences. Um, so I think it was quite a nice environment to be in. I didn't really worry too much that it was going to impact me, apart from, yeah, I guess just the normal you're going to be off for six months that's what we got at the time we didn't get a year but you know you'd be off for six months so what was going to happen in that time um but no other than that I didn't feel like I was going to be discriminated against and then to any large degree um yeah. which I think was 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 a, a nice
0: place to be yeah and then how did you feel once you had Jamie I was gonna say Matthew there but <laughs> <Jamie's> <laughs> <first>. <laughs> so when we had Jamie, like. Did you feel anything kind of change for you cuz some people say like obviously when you do have when you do have a business or you have like a really driven ambitious person like when you do have children it kind of changes your perspective a little bit i don't know if you felt anything like that when when the first one came along that your priorities changed a little yeah i think they
1: they obviously do and and you feel the pressure of having a child i think i uh i think one of the things that um I really questioned at that time was all these people who said to me that I could have it all um because they were actually people who hadn't tried to have it all they were just telling me I could have it all if I wanted it and and all of a sudden you know you're faced with um you know Chris you know my husband Chris he's very supportive he's very helpful but he still doesn't necessarily think about the shopping or the cleaning he's much better than he used to be so you're running a house you're Trying to do a job and you're trying to look after a child and you feel very pulled. And I used to sometimes love being at work because you know you I could be Sarah again. I could be you know talking to people at work. I could be doing what I was good at. And then you go home and your your mum to this little dot who I I was never trained to look after a child. You know all of a sudden you've got this responsibility for bringing this child up. Um, and so you you know I I did feel very torn a lot of times. Um, guilty for being at work, guilty for being at home because I should have been doing my job, guilty for being at work because I should have been with my child. Um, and there were still quite a lot of women um, when I was at work who didn't go to work. And so then you feel guilty for not being one of those stay-at-home mums who, who's looking after their children. So I, th- I think, if anything, I just remember being quite guilty <laughs> at that time, um, You know, feeling as I was never really quite matching up to anybody's. And that, that's actually not true, is it? matching up to my expectations of what I should have been as a mother and what I should have been as a working person and what I should have been as a wife. There, there's so many pulls on your time. It's a, it's a really, really trying time. And you've got this little baby that you absolutely adore. Your hormones are
0: probably still in a bit of a mess as well. It, it's a really tough time lovely but tough (laughs) yeah yeah and I do think you are just being pulled in so many directions and something a lot of women fling in nowadays as well is like also just getting back into shape after having a baby and it's like oh my god trying to do that trying to be back at work trying to learn how to look after a human there's so many things going on we're trying to do it all at once and and yeah it is a lot of guilt and some people like you said as well like when you do go to work you're Sarah and you're not just mum and I don't know. I personally feel like there's a nice aspect of that, but then you can also see why you feel guilty to leave. But I think sometimes that might help you come back and be fresher and have more energy for the little one because you have had that wee bit of space and time to switch off a little. Yeah. And I and that that
1: and that's that's really always been how I felt that, you know, I don't think I would have been um I don't think I would have been a very good stay at home mum. So I think that if I'd stayed at home, I, I don't think I would have benefited my children any, any more than, you know, being a mum in the time I had available to them. So, and I think it's good for them, especially, you know, bringing up young men, I think it's good for them to see somebody, see their mum working and see that, you know, that, that, that's important because, you know, you, I wanted to bring up, a, you know, young men who understood how important it was for women Um to be valued and to be able to work and to do what they want to do with their lives as much as men. So yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: I think it's important.
0: Oh, brilliant. I love that. And with you going back into work, like something someone once told me and I've never forgot it is that you will not find a better member of staff who is really productive of their time than a mum, because they yeah. have, like you said, you had to leave work early. You weren't staying on anymore. And, and this is when you were in, and then you had to be out. So you're almost more efficient and, I think we all do have a wee bit more time than we realise when we don't have kids. (laughs) But I love that quote, because a lot of people might think, oh, single, or not single mums, but parents are maybe really hard to, like, have as staff, but someone told me that they're actually the best. So what kind of things did you feel worked for you when you were going back into work to manage motherhood alongside your kind of career?
1: Um, I think... um... definitely you know you, you you have to know when you can um, when you have to leave and you have to prepare for that and I there were things like you know putting in my diary calendar points where you know think about going home now always leave it' to the last minute but you know thinking about that and um, just being organized I mean it's all those things you know it's it's maybe taking a bit of time at the weekend to do some preparation um quite early on I mean not immediately but the children were fairly small we got a cleaner. Mm -hmm. you know because that was just one thing every week you know if you're earning money I know it's it's sometimes difficult but it was like that was you know half a day um to have back to do what we wanted to do at the weekend or not trying to cram it in during the week during the evenings Mm -hmm. um but I think as well and I I don't think I was always great at this but one thing I think um I learned to do more was to actually ask Chris to do things Mm -hmm. and not just and do it all myself um and I think we sometimes assume that our husbands are super knowledgeable beings who can read our minds and they see exactly the same as we do and and they don't um and Chris never minds helping but he never sees it you know and and again I'm sure some men do I I don't want to lump. Chris I'm with all men, but, you know, he's always happy to help me if I ask him to, but sometimes I'd be sitting there going, why is he not doing that washing? And then yeah. I'd get crossed myself and it, and then it, you know, it all I'd be trying to do everything myself rather than just saying, could you just do this? Could you just take the boys for a minute, you know? So I think you do have to ask for help, but I think routine is a big thing. I, you know, we had, we had nursery set up, so we knew when we were going into a nursery in the morning, we knew when we were coming home in the evening, we knew what we were doing. And I think that was probably the, The thing that helped us through it most was just the routine
0: yeah yeah definitely I think we could do a whole podcast on asking partners for help (laughs) because it's so common and I was laughing at myself the other night I was hanging up the washing and trying to cook at the same time and Joe sat on his phone and he wasn't doing anything (laughs) wrong but it's just I've been brought up that way that you always help mum like like you're like if someone like even if I'm in someone else's house and there's someone doing lots of stuff I'm like can I do anything can I help but and some yeah. people don't have that. They just are so focused on the thing that they're doing. And you can start slamming cupboards and those <sighs> <laughs> expecting them to notice rather than just saying, oh, look, could you just help me with this? Um, yeah. A simple question and and then straight away you're just getting that little extra hand but yeah we could definitely talk about that for hours and it's <laughs> not their fault and even women can be guilty of it as well but yeah it's, it is hard when you're, you're trying to do it all yourself and I think some women I know as well can see it as a weakness asking for help and that they yeah. should be able to do it all but when anyone asks me for help if you were asked me to do something I'm more than happy to help you like it yeah. makes me feel good helping you so if my like I say to my friends all the time that I've got kids I'm like let me know if you need a babysitter and use two what you go on a date night and I never hear from them and I'm like I want to I want to help so there is people like who will be more than happy to drive them to school that day or to do something for you because it makes them feel good knowing they're helping you I think
1: absolutely absolutely and I think that is the thing is asking and I had a great great group of friends um again when the children are a little bit older where we live now there's sort of a eight families, and we all helped each other out, um, you know, just sometimes picking the children up. You know, if, if all the children are doing swimming, well, then not all of us have to come out of work to take them swimming, you know, somebody can take them and someone can pick them back, pick them up at the end. So I think that sort of getting yourself a community, um, you know, I didn't have my family nearby, my family lived quite away from me. And um, so, you know, it was it was about having that 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 um, community family, family to help, um, that makes a big difference
0: definitely and that was one of my next questions was that I don't think you had family nearby so I think that's a great point that it doesn't need to be family it can be like a community and people do say it's like a community that brings a kid up don't they is that a saying yeah no? yeah that is yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I think that's I've never thought about it that way but having those people around you is is great because I think that's definitely the way it is a lot more now because people do move away from home now and they do settle in different places from where their parents are so um, I think a lot of women are struggling when they're trying to build their career and they've not got any family nearby and they've not got anyone to help them. This, there, there could be groups or things that you could go to to start building that um, community up. So I think that's a great way to do it that's that's really good time. And it was I mean it was
1: when the children were at school so I mean you know they're talking now about a three and a five-year-old four and a six-year-old so it was a little bit longer you know further along but you know things like that like you say babysitting you know we didn't have a lot of money then so you know it was nice to be able to have a friend come and babysit so you did not have to pay for a babysitter you know and then you reciprocate and you'd babysit for them another time so they could go out and yeah it was it, it, you do you do need that you need to, to to feel like you can um ask people to help and be willing to give it back in, ret- in return
0: Yeah brilliant and we went back to work so went back to work in between Jamie and Matthew did we just kind of still stick to the same job or or did you take any new steps from there?
1: No no I just uh yeah I went back and I was I I think I was because the boys are just two years apart so by the time I went back and then found out I was pregnant again there wasn't much time in between I think I'd yeah probably not quite a year between between that so um Yeah. So it was just doing the same job. And to be honest, I, I, well, actually that's a lie. I I'd gone up one level, but it was the same sort of job. It was just the progressions you would get. It wasn't, it wasn't like I'd applied for another job and got a promotion. I was just, you know, progressing through the, through the ranks of the, of the the job I was doing. So yeah, it was just that, but it was interesting because I went from full time. Um, and I guess this is a big change as well. When I, the job I was doing, um, I was told that if I wanted to come back and do the same job, I had to work full time. The job was not, you know, you couldn't do it part time. Um, And a lady who had a baby just after me, uh, my first one, she argued that she could do it part time. And so she was able to come back five days a week, but um, finish at three. And so when I had Matthew, I actually did a couple of years of working nine to three. Um, every day and they've changed that now again so now that job you can do apparently in four days which would have been much nicer I would have nice had nice to have had a day off but but it, you know you do see that progression Um, you know in fact in post-covid you don't even have to be on site every day to do that mm-hmm. job so you can see the progression people realize but again when I first started and you know some of your members I know are quite a, quite a lot younger than me but when I first started email was only very new you know most of most of our posts and most of our information came through the post you know we had a post delivery to our office building um three or four days from our central area of the build in the in the company faxes were how you got things quickly or someone gave you a call so you didn't have that same email traffic to deal with so it was much more face-to-face so i can see why it has moved from something which we were on, you know we had to be in the office every day to now a job where maybe it isn't quite so necessary to be in the office because you you do everything on the computer so um
0: but yeah that's been quite interesting to see that difference in you know just over 30 years um, yeah it's crazy I didn't even think of that I, I was looking at emails today and it was from a Blackberry phone and I was like wow like that doesn't feel <laughs> long ago but it, it it just it's changed so much over my my since I was born, I was born eighty-nine. So like even since then my mobiles in the car and and how much it just changed over those years is incredible. So yeah, think yeah. of the old being in person days. Yeah, I do need to be in the office more. So everyone is getting a bit more flexibility. But I do I was speaking to a friend the other day and she was saying still She's a teacher she was saying some schools say that you can't come back part-time and and she thought it was just a given that you could go back part-time mm-hmm. after you always had that option but she's been told now that actually you don't have that mm-hmm. option school so yeah it is a challenge to go back into full time yeah. in some industries um yeah. but yeah so how long when did you get to a stage when you're like a feel? Theo- I could step it up or did you want to step it up or did people just see that you were doing an amazing job and they wanted to progress you from like to the next stage within your career? When did that kind of moment come for you? So um, it actually
1: was a a set of circumstances, I guess. Um, So it was um, 2002. So Matthew was um, nearly three and um, my long-term big boss um left the company and not only he left the company but another couple of people left the company so it was all quite a lot of turmoil and i wasn't sure what i was going to do and um knew there was going to be a new change and the guy that was coming in they we knew who was coming in to run the department and um he was talking about doing something different um We'd had a system where the senior scientists were in charge and they managed the people. And this guy was gonna come in and he was actually gonna split science off to one side and have people managing the teams, but then have some people who could could specialize in being scientists and reviewing information. And um, I applied for another job actually at a a big company, Um, but it would have meant a lot more travel and I got that, but I also applied for this team leader role. So it would have been managing, up to about eight people who would do the job that I was doing. So, um, and um, somebody who had managed me previously was gonna apply for the job as well. And I was like, I do not wanna work for him again. Um, so I was like, well, I'm gonna give it a go. I I think I could do this. Um, so I applied and I got the job. And um, so I became a team leader. So, um, so I was still doing the job I've been doing previously but I was uh, reduced that So I was still being a scientist to a certain degree, but then I was starting to manage people and getting involved in the departmental decision making. So I was part of the leadership team. Um, And it was I really enjoyed it, really liked it. And um, the guy who was my big boss at the time, he liked what I was doing. I went back full time because managing people was a bit more difficult and the children were a little bit older. So I went back full time. And after two years, um, he promoted me to managing all the team leaders. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then a few years after that, I got direct, uh, promoted to director of that group. So I was managing about a hundred people through, um, four or five people so I had four direct reports five direct reports and then this department underneath and it was great it's it's probably my best job um I I did leave it in 2011 but I did that sort of role either as the head of the department or the director for about six years and um and I loved it you know it was I knew what everybody was doing in the department because I'd done the jobs um you know, so I, I was um, able to decide strategy for the department, working with lots of other people around the company, um, involved in the company leadership. It was great. I loved it. You know, just networking and talking to people and managing people. So, yeah, that was really great. And that's when I really, you know, I, I did some courses in management, um, financial management, those sorts of things, mostly internal. But that's when I felt like I really wanted to grow. And, you know, that's when I was in my uh, mid-30s to mid-40s um and you know you've no longer got babies you've got these little little people um that are a bit, bit easier to manage <laughs> um but yeah it was a, it was a really a really 10 years I think that was that was a great time I felt like I was quite I was growing in confidence and you know work was going well
0: um yeah that was that was a good time yeah yeah and I guess you just kind of always had that constant juggle of trying to be mum and and trying to do back into kind of full-time hours it probably never really easy but you wouldn't have changed it I guess because you were enjoying it so much no and I was
1: really lucky Chris had started his own business and um that had its pros and its cons Good. so um my job was very much uh I wasn't traveling very much then I was traveling um locally so some days I had to travel drive up to an hour because i teams on two different sites um but I was really at home and Chris was traveling um but if he wasn't traveling he was at home so he would pick up the boys so we could we could share it between us so some days I could be you know pretty free going to work when I wanted and coming home when I wanted um to cope with work and then other times when Chris was away then I had to be more you know Half eight to five. We'd moved to a childminder with some other friends. So um the childminder came to my house or one of my friends' houses and had about six children, and she would cook tea for them. And um, so that worked really well. So they were in their own environment with their friends. Um and yeah, it was a constant juggle. You know, you do have to, you know, you you do the Tesco's or uh, online delivery rather than going to Tesco's. You know, like I said, I had the, the cleaner. Um and then the rest of it is just juggling, you know. Um, but no, I felt that we got a quite a good balance there. You know, when Chris was around, that was that was especially easy, you know, because that was nice that the kids, he could be with the boys, he could be with me. Um, sometimes, yeah, he'd be away for two weeks at a time. That was a bit more difficult, but but yeah, it worked really well.
0: Yeah. And what do you think when you see some of our members whose partners are away with work and they're left with the kids and they're trying to work, like, that just... Because it just sounds so hard, but when you're talking about it now, I can see it was hard then. But it's almost like you just keep going, like you're just a mum mode, work mode, and here we are, so many years later, it's all done. I think what
1: I what I do see, and you know, just when I was talking to you about that, and I, I, you know, I said I think I've said to you before, I I'm a bit of a watcher on the lead her what, WhatsApp. I, I don't often say anything. Um, and I'm I'm in awe because you know actually. One of the things that I didn't do enough of, you know, when I was um, younger was looking after myself. Um, And I when I at the time I probably said I did, you know, I would have my nails done. I'd go and have a massage. um, I used to jazzercise and, you know, so I'd go once, twice a week to jazzercise. But I don't think I really put the effort into my health that I should have done at the time. And so when I see some of the WhatsApp messages, I'm like, wow, I am in awe of these ladies because to still do their routines and to be thinking about you know their my fitness pal and you know tracking food as well as having you know their partners away and managing the children and working i know what that's like you know that that is really tough and i think it's they, you know it's, it's amazing that they're actually still thinking about themselves as well because i did do a course once and we had a, we had a motivational speaker and he talked about being properly selfish um and he said, you know, you, you actually you can't help other people if you're not in a good state yourself. He says, so you actually have to be properly selfish sometimes in order to look after yourself in order that you can help somebody else. And it did stay with me, but I never really did anything about it to any great degree. And um, you know, the last few months have been show me what you can do, not and with not a lot of effort, you know, but just making sure you're you, you know, you do think about yourself, your physical health. Um as well um but yeah I, I think trying to cope with children on your own it's really
0: tough um mm-hmm. and you just have to be forgiving sometimes yeah and one thing i was going to ask I, I haven't told you this but um how did you and still manage to make time for yourselves like to have because this is something i was talking to one of our members recently like when her partner comes back, they're trying to have a date night, just the two of them and get the kids set. And when they have done it, they're like, wow, like they both needed it. Cause they're just in mum and dad mode, work mode, and they're not making any time for each other. Cause it's just so busy. Um, did you guys ever do anything like that or anything kind of help with you guys, or was it just survival? I think
1: I think for a number of years it was just survival. Um, and I think, you know, we when we moved here to, to where we live now, which is I say when the boys were three and five and we got this other group of friends, things like the, um, the, the you know, um, babysitting for each other really did make a difference because you felt like you could. I think before that it was a little bit like we can't afford to go out, by the time we spent 20 pounds on a babysitter and then you go out as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't think we did as much of that as maybe we should have done. Um, but then when we moved here, I think we, that's when we started to do a little bit more of it. And, and and again, as the kids get a little bit older, it's a little bit easier. I think it's it is difficult to leave, a baby or a toddler with someone who's not um really close to you. I mean I did use the nursery staff sometimes, which worked well, but you know, again, that's that's expensive. Um so yeah, I think I think we probably had a five or six year period where we didn't pay enough attention to each other either. Um but I think you know we we managed to come through that and I think you know after that it's it it becomes a little bit easier and we did take the time to make sure you know we still went out with friends or just on our own um yeah because you need that as well
0: yeah and I think everything's temporary isn't it like the baby stage is temporary then the toddler child is temporary then you've got older kids from yeah. there but it's like you will make up for that and we're definitely making up for all of that now with holidays and dinners out and yeah. all um and we'll come back to you with um your training in a little bit as well because I think that was a, a huge thing that we've noticed now but one thing I just want to cover before we move on to like what you're doing now is just like with your job if you managing all those people do you feel like that was one of the moments if you were to look back in your career now that you're most proud of um or is there another moment that comes to mind that you're like I did that that's like I'm so proud of myself
1: I think um when I, as I was thinking about this question and I think that, that particular job that I was talking about, I think one of the things that um, I, makes me proud is sometimes when I meet people that I employed at the time and see them now. Um, and, you know... that you saw something in somebody when you interviewed them or you you know um spent some time with them when they first joined the the company or whatever and helped them and many of them are no longer with the company i was working with but you know to see how they developed and how um the opportunities i was able to give some of them that's i I really like that feeling you know i can yeah there's some this that has made me proud you know that i've been able to facilitate the growth of some other some other people Um, Mm -hmm. But then I've also, you know, I think the only other one was we we helped develop a drug that is now on the market, you know, and and again, I I didn't do anything that I could say to you, oh, I did that. But, you know, I helped that process within our company go through and that's now a drug that's available to people on the market. So those sorts of moments are really, um, you know, even with just having a slight impact on something which is going to help people in the future, um, that's that's really good. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think probably developing people has been – thing that that I get the biggest buzz from seeing somebody go for a new job or get a promotion and thinking yep I I thought they would do a good job I'm glad I helped them at the start or you know did something for them so yeah
0: yeah it's so funny that isn't it because like that's one thing that I love about what I do as well just like seeing people go from a place and you can see the potential in them and then you see them find it themselves and believe in themselves more and then going down different routes in your life and it's just so lovely to watch just have a little part in that and and see yeah. them grow as people. Like I love that as well. Like it's one of my favorite things um to do. And another thing I- as well. I was I was at on a course one day and it was a guy who was chatting away about what his company did, and um they were saying that their company it was just an IT company. An IT company believed that they cured cancer, and he's like, "How do you use cure cancer? Like, how are you working on curing cancer?" And he's like, "Well, if without our supplies and without our computers." They wouldn't yeah. get the information they need to then cure cancer so we're on a mission to cure cancer um and, and that was their mission statement as a business even though that they, they weren't doing the scientific stuff but everybody does have a little part and that that's to create an amazing thing so yeah that, that's amazing that you got that drug out there and you took <laughs> a part of that that's amazing great thing to be proud of and it, i mean the nice thing about that was that actually
1: Um, I was able to facilitate the company that developed the drug coming to our company and talking about what we had done to help them develop the drug. So that was really nice as well because then you you got everybody who had been involved got it got a chance to actually see what had happened and 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 how they'd been involved so that was really nice as well just to you know we filled our canteen um at work our staff restaurant at work with people who came to to hear these people talk about their part they'd played. so you know then you see how many people have been involved you know we we didn't we put out a general invite to people to say look if you had any in- any impact on any of this work come along and hear what happened so so that was really nice as well to be able to get that organized and get people to be able to hear it so yeah
0: brilliant amazing and for you now where are we now in your incredible life so far I feel I feel weird to say this but you're retired retired <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think I mean you know I,
1: when I when I was coming towards retirement I was talking to some women at work and um you know I I I'm a bit of a Um, I I feel a bit bit on Davina's soapbox Um, you know I probably I started to lose I would say my ambition I would start to lose my ambition in my late 40s and we had some changes at our company which meant the company changed from being quite from a medium-sized company to quite a big company and um, and I changed roles and I became a what's called an account director so I was more of an individual person so I was working with customers and working with our organization but I wasn't directly line managing people anymore and I enjoyed that but I really did feel like I lost my drive and um you know enjoyed my job it was fine I was you know traveling quite a lot so that was nice it was something I hadn't done so much of so I was enjoying traveling and um it wasn't until about uh, two years ago, I think, two or three years ago, I was talking to one of my friends and um, she said, We were just chatting. That's what we do about, you know, how they're feeling and all this sort of stuff. And she was suffering with um, perimenopausal symptoms and, you know, she was hot sweats and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I don't get any of that. Don't get, I don't get sweats. i you know, I'm obviously not there yet. I said, And we were just chatting and I said, Oh, yeah, no, I get the brain fog. Oh, yeah, I've, I'm having more headaches. Oh, yeah, no, I've got joint pain um and I really had forgotten I hadn't really paid attention I think to what my body was telling me and what my brain was telling me um because I thought I was just getting old I just thought I was, you know it was just normal um and because I wasn't having hot sweats I thought I just can't be menopause you know I'm still you know still fairly normal um but my friend persuaded me that all those put together and she gave me a book to read um you know it it, it does make an impact and I think the thing is we're not told and you know I really hope that like women of your generation now are starting to hear that you know perimenopause can start from you know your early 40s and so I wonder now whether you know all of this from my mid 40s onwards was because you know my hormone levels were dropping and I decided that I, I really wasn't enjoying work I really was finding it very difficult I was getting very anxious Um I really was um, prevaricating quite a lot. Um, I wasn't, didn't want to do anything that was too difficult and I've never minded stress. I, you know, I've, I've you know always had stress in my life and you know you just have to sometimes get on with things and then once you've done them it's out of the way. But I wasn't doing that anymore um, and my friend persuaded me that really I maybe I ought to talk to my doctor. Um, oh yeah sorry so I wasn't enjoying my job so my husband and I talked and we decided that I could give up work. We were always going to try and finish in our mid-50s anyway um, but I was not quite 54, I was just 54 when I retired. Um, but I went on HRT the November before I retired and I don't know whether it's because I resigned then. I don't know if it's going to work on HRT then. I don't know, but I really feel like I have my life back. So one of the things I would say to women is, you know, think about how you're feeling and don't just ignore it. Um, it Might just be that you're getting a bit older, it might be that you're not so ambitious as you used to be, but it could also be that your body's you know needs a little bit of help. Um and HRT has really helped me. And I wasn't, as I said, wasn't having sweats, wasn't having hot flushes, none of that sort of stuff. But um that little bit of extra hormones has definitely given me a new lease of life, so I would definitely recommend. <laughs>
0: And thank you so much for sharing that with us because i think a lot of people it's a lot more spoken about now but even sometimes when you come down to talking about your own personal experience it's a lot of like oh i don't know if i want to share this but it, it happens to everybody and like so many women could be feeling like that and and don't know but then maybe hearing this today has sparked something in them going oh hold on a minute maybe i shouldn't be feeling this way and if anything you should never really feel rubbish and always get anything checked out by the doctor if you don't feel 100% but you were doing a lot of traveling a lot of like different yeah. like you could easily just put it down to lifestyle and busy work but yeah it's interesting when you can reflect back and actually realize there was maybe more going on because it wasn't your normal yeah. life, your normal driven self and there was just that temporary period where you're just not 100% you yeah and I think I, I mean to me honestly really really the anxiety
1: was the worst you know that 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 every day feeling that that sort of um you know tightness in your tummy and your chest and everything that was that was and then and then you're like well why do I I don't want to put myself in this position anymore I don't want to feel anxious because it was related to work more than anything else um and yeah and there were other reasons I mean there were reasons why I didn't want to be working for that company anymore but yeah I was lucky enough to not have to worry about finding another job so yeah. I'm now lovely retired.
0: <laughs> yes, we are. And um how are we enjoying retirement life so far?
1: Very good. I'd highly <laughs> recommend it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I think everything happens for a reason anyway. And you've got your you did have this plan with Chris to retire at this age and live this life that you wanted. And if it happened at certain points or not, I think everything's just led down to this moment anyway. So when enjoying retired yeah. life, have we I've asked you this before, but have you got plans of doing anything else work-based yet? Or are we still taking another just enjoy retirement right now?
1: Yeah, I mean I I am so good to Chris about this the other day. I think I'm sort of getting to this stage where I think I want to start looking at what options there are. I don't want to tie myself down to anything. That's a problem. I'd like to do something. But I don't want to have something fixed. So it's finding something voluntary. So whether that's something, um, I don't know, with one of the charities in terms of, you know, you could do days at the national trust or with the PB or, you know, maybe going and doing something a bit physical, um, or whether it is, you know, volunteering to do some driving or something, I don't know. But I I think I've got another friend who's in the same position and we've been looking at, I guess, different options of Mm -hmm. what might be possible. At the moment, I don't feel I want to do anything that is um, using any of the skills I had at work. So I don't feel like I want to be a trustee or a director or, you know, some of these non-executive directors. I don't think I want to do anything like that. I just would like to, you know, it would be nice to give something back. But I have felt that I wanted some time just to, Focus on me, and we need to do a lot of ha- work on the house as well. So that's been taking up time. So, yeah, it's yeah. been nice to be able to just focus on on other things for a little while.
0: Yeah, yeah, perfect, amazing. And I'm excited to see what you do do because I can imagine there will be something not right now, maybe not a year, but I think I can see you doing something different in the future, and I'm excited to see what it, it might be. But we also have spent though. Well, we still worked together when you were finishing up with work. We kind of started just before you knew you were finishing up. And um, I think I mentioned earlier how amazing you have done. So um, yeah, like what was that moment for you to be like, right, I'm going to start looking after my health now. Because I think, like you said earlier, you didn't look after yourself when you were younger and you had the boys, you did go through diets and do different stuff, um, but it wasn't the right time for you. So what what was that moment for you to be like, I want to make change now and getting yeah. me a message. <laughs> And it was funny.
1: I, I think I said to you at the time, I, you know, obviously um, you've been with Joe for a little while and I, I was following you on Instagram, but there was this whole sort of like, Oh, I don't know. You know, it's family. Is it the right thing? But actually in some ways it's been good because there's a little bit more accountability. You can't just walk away quite so easily <laughs> because uh, you're still family. So, <laughs> so you'll still be keeping an eye on me anyway. Um, but I tried a few, a few things. I've done Slimming World well lots um, and, and, and sometimes it's been successful and sometimes it hasn't. Um yeah, I used to do jazz exercise, used to quite enjoy that. Um I've done couch to 5K, I don't know how many times, and you know, almost got to the end and then stopped. Um, but I've always been, I think I was really impacted when I was um a teenager, I was a swimmer, a commensurate swimmer. Um and um Joe's mum Claire was also my sister was also a swimmer. And uh, but I used to train a lot more than Claire, but I remember someone saying to us once, um, I and I don't know whether we were listening in or whether we were we were actually there face to face, but they said it was a shame because Claire would be a much better swimmer because she's got a much better shape than Sarah. Um mm-hmm. Sarah's very curvy. And so I think I've always felt curvy, chunky. Um, and but I was really active um oh, sorry, move the table. I was really active into my, I guess my late teens. And then when I went to university, I think it's when it changed. Um and as they are on an often diets and I did um just at the start of COVID I did Noom you know the app um and lost some weight then but I just couldn't I could only sustain it for so long and and I just thought I just need to do something different and I thought you know as I said there was a bit of accountability coming to you and you were having some really great results Amy had done some work with you Claire had done some work with you so I was like let's give this a go
0: um <laughs> So yeah,
1: and it's it's been amazing. I you know, and I I I thank you because you know you ask that those difficult questions sometimes, you know, capture it in such a nice way, but you know, you do say, you know, if you want to change, you've got to change. You 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 can't, you know, your body shape is not going to change if you don't make changes to what you're doing. Um and you've maybe think about quite a lot of different things in a different way, which has really helped. Um, because mindset's a big, big part of it. Um, so yeah, no, it's been brilliant very okay. grateful
0: <laughs> I didn't I didn't ask you to say that I would say I'll put that on record no I know
1: you do I'll pay you later
0: <laughs> <laughs> no thank you you so much.
1: can pay me later that's it
0: <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. um but no and like for me it's been incredible to work with you because I'll be honest like when do friends and family do come to me and ask for help like I say to you I'm like oh I don't know what to do because like there's nothing worse when they don't do the work and and I'm I'm kind of feeling like, oh, like that was and then they feel awkward, I feel awkward. So sometimes like with family and friends, I'm always really hesitant to work with them. But um we went ahead with it and like you have done amazing. And like you're still getting compliments today. Like even me, when every time I see you, you look smaller, but it's not just about you being smaller and lighter, you look so much healthier, you're stronger, you're fitter. And like, although we didn't get to do it back in all those years, you're doing it all now. When you've got all this time, like we're being more active, we're eating better, we're fitting into all your lovely clothes again. You're the lightest, I think, you've been in a long time.
1: Very, very long time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, with, the last time I did Slimming World and was really did really well, it was uh, 2014. But you know, the weight that I saw on Sunday, I don't know when I last saw that weight. That would have been yeah probably before the children so you know 24 25 years ago so yeah
0: and we've kept it off as well that's the thing like we're almost since we got you nearest your latest it's been another year and you've had our wedding you've had other mm. people's weddings you've had holidays we've had Christmas we've been ill so many things have happened but you a year on we're still in this awesome maintenance place and we're going into summer maintaining this moving forward as well which is amazing to see and it's just Lovely. It's so nice that I got to be a part of it. So thank you so much for trusting in me to help you.
1: No, thank you. It's been great. I mean, it has been great. I feel sometimes a bit evangelical when I talk to some of my friends, you know, because we've all done similar things in terms of types of exercises. And now I'm just going, you need weights, get weights. Um, And uh, yeah, so sometimes I feel a bit evangelical about it all. Um, (laughs) But no, it's it's amazing because it just... Everything feels so much better when you're feeling better. Um, and I appreciate, you know, as I say I've got lots of time on my hands to be doing it. But you know, my my weights routines take 30, 40 minutes. They're not huge. So, um, you know, um, yeah, it makes a huge difference. And and for my health, you know, again, the stage of life I am, you know, we need to be building muscle still, need to be keeping my bones strong um no I'm not that old but you know it is that I am going into that phase especially with the reduction in hormones that's when you you know more liable to osteoporosis so you know keeping the strength and everything going with the muscles and and the the bones is really really important so no it's been great
0: oh look at you you have been listening (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and this is things that women forget about in the future is that you do start to lose muscle and you do gain more body fat and your body just changes so much and like when you've a lot of research is coming out now for people that are pensioners and and are retired and like a lot older than you not your age but a lot older um, in their <laughs> 70s and their 80s to do more strength-based stuff because if they fall over they need to keep their body strong and muscular to obviously not break their bones so it's really important um but I'm aware of our time and I feel like me and you always just chat away for ages but um Yes. One thing I did want to drop in with Slimming World is you did do amazing with Slimming World and you did lose it. But this time we've been doing your weight training and we can see it in your arms, like the nice new shape from your swimming years coming back. <laughs> when you're doing your weight training, it means that you can still enjoy that food a wee bit more from being active compared to just dieting and not doing any exercise. I think it's seen the benefit, benefit of the health aspect with it now, which I don't think Slimming World does. It might have changed, but they never used to. It does a bit and they do encourage you to exercise, but it was it was more a
1: question of I was doing a bit of exercise and it's been interesting because I I think I said to you, I I did a bit of a clear out of clothes and then hadn't got rid of them. So I brought them back into my wardrobe again and some of the some of the dresses and things that I wore um, when I was like before they fit differently now so actually you know it, I feel that I'm actually leaner than I was then um mm-hmm. so some you know still I look slimmer in them now than I did at the time even though I'm the same weight so yeah it does make a difference and and I think you know we've been doing a lot around the house so much easier for me to help Chris you know with lifting things because I am stronger than I was before so no yeah definitely made a big difference
0: yeah apart from maybe opening jars I just no matter how strong I get I can't seem to <laughs> open a jar I can't
1: open a jar
0: either <laughs> <laughs> a strong independent woman that can't open a jar <laughs> um, two quick fire questions for us to finish and then I'll let you enjoy the rest of your day because I am it's like an oven in this room I am sweating um what advice would you maybe give to younger self if you could go back quick fire question
1: um start weight training earlier yeah 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 I think that makes a huge that that has been the biggest change I've biggest thing I think ch- changed me in the last couple of years I know I've lost weight as well but the shape change has been I think very much down to the weight training.
0: Amazing and this is a question I ask everybody now moving forward when we're finishing the podcast is like is there a woman or it could be a man as well that inspired you growing up that you really looked up to and you were like they, they really sh- showed the way of what you could become and do is anyone that inspired you man or woman doesn't it be just a woman? It could oh be Oh my god. A, Should have ask me this one in advance? <laughs> I know. It, it could be a singer, um, it could be an actress, anything. I, I think and um I think probably my
1: biology teacher, I mean she was amazing. She was, you know, she was um very old-fashioned but she you know she'd obviously trained um she got she had I think she had five children um and you know she was teaching a subject she loved doing something she loved and and had a family as well so maybe something like that and yeah. that's yeah not really thinking deeply but yeah
0: yeah okay. yeah And us go with her you went into going down that route more and you were more interested in those kind of sciences things and that could have came from that one woman that yeah. you met back then that, that taught that so no that's perfect thank you so much thank you for being here today um I've, lo- I've enjoyed that conversation again I feel like I've picked things up that I didn't realize about you already um but no I think you're absolutely amazing and I know there's going to be more amazing stuff for you to come, which I'm excited to see. But yeah, thank you for being here today and everyone else. I hope you've enjoyed today. And Sarah, if anyone has any questions, I'll get them to message me and I'll, I'll pass them on to you rather than direct into to your Instagram. Of <laughs> Again, <laughs> That's yeah. great. If anyone has any questions or any messages that you would love to uh, say to Sarah are giving our time today then it'd be great just give me a little message but thank you so much for listening and I hope you all have an amazing week